I'm Dylan. I'm Camille. And I will never earn my red laces. Oh, that's Thank good. Thank God. That's good. good. I do want to say that I have a tidbit of information about that, which is it's pretty much bullshit. Uh, the red laces thing is sort of a make em up, but also it's kind of not, but then it also kind of is. I think kind of like the um, the handkerchiefs in the gay community. It's like, I don't believe that. I think they just made it up for the movie Cruising. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when okay. you look at the list and it's like 100 different things, it's like, no one's going to remember all that. Yeah. That's called flagging and I think it is real, but... Uh, I don't think that all the list of like 200 different things is real. I think that to some people it <laughs> is and to some people yeah. it isn't just like uh, red shoelaces. Yeah, so... To, yeah. to indicate... I, being a skinhead yeah yeah so i wanted to look this up because i didn't want to sound like an idiot hey should we talk about a movie we're talking about real quick yes okay, just, so, okay. Let's, <laughs> so let's do that we'll get into that that'll be that'll be the 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 first sort of topic of discussion so okay <laughs> so um this week on black hat horror we are going on tour that ends with uh teeth gunshot shells uh and machetes we're talking about green room uh, this film gives us a sort of abstract glimpse into touring life for like a second, but obviously goes completely wrong. Uh, this film has skinheads, gas siphoning, the best captain, and uh, some of the most violent slash surprising kills that um, I have seen on film. Yeah, the violence in this movie is... Um pretty realistic yeah I'd say. I, I would I'd say, say it I would say so More realistic too than a lot of movies Absolutely. Uh, yeah and it's a lot it's very visceral it's yeah not when you see when a when a, uh, something violent happens it's not like a, a Friday movie where you're like oh cool yeah uh, it's exactly like, Oof, Jesus Christ man. Yowza. yeah yeah there's My no stomach hurts. yeah <laughs> there's no like I'm gonna zip up a sleeping bag and smash this person in a tree which when Pat reaches his arm uh, through the door in the green room to give yeah, them that the gun. Might be the worst of it, but it's kind of like <clears throat> I don't know how you rank all of it, but that one's right. pretty up there. But that's one of those where, I, like in my head, I'm like, oh, he's gonna pull his arm back and his arm's just gonna be gone. Much worse than that. It's just deep cuts uh, and fucking his hands about to fall off, and it's just like, oh man, he sells it pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that. That's sort of what uh, Jeremy was going for, the director was just like, I want the kills in this movie to be surprising and also sort of, in some ways, nonchalant, like at the end where she just shoots the fucking dog guy in the stomach with a shotgun just because he turns around and says, look, and then she just blasts his ass and it's just like, yeah, you're fucking dead now, Yeah, man. there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance no. to yeah. the violence that happens in a more naturalistic way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um... Yeah, so back to sort of what I was talking about just for uh, momentarily, I guess. Laces out. So the laces, <laughs> in this movie, you earn your red laces when you uh, essentially like do good enough in this group of people. I'd say do a violent crime for the white power movement is probably a better way to put it. <laughs> well, he, d he didn't kill anybody. That guy, like Gab, didn't kill anybody he like helped with the whole situation and if he hadn't have helped then yes this would have gone better for so, the guy in the green room a violent crime yes whether he yeah. did the violence or yes not. yes it was for, and it was for the white power movement yeah so i did a little bit just like a, a little bit of um research into the whole thing um i went on 
like I found myself on like skinhead blogs and shit. Stormfront. Did you? I did go to Stormfront. Did you do any of this on incognito, or did you just freeball it? No, I just freeballed it. Great. I mean, like, <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna get it. A, is what it is. They're not gonna hunt yeah. down. He's he's not like he started an account. Yeah, if you That's like true. saw if they were like, who's this? Who's this person? And then saw me, they're like, oh, he's clearly like they're not. I'm not getting red laces sent to our home anytime soon. I don't think so. But I do. Yeah, know. it's probably it's less probably alarming than like googling how to make a bomb. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you know, I guess both um, 110% not cool, but Well, there's you know. there's got there's a link to the bomb website on the skinhead <laughs> website. But yeah. Okay, so um, None of it's good, guys. No, none don't. of it's good. <laughs> I did I did this so you don't have to. Um, so I went to Skinheads uh, um, Sharp, which is Skinheads Against Racial Prejudice, uh, which is fun. There's the Sharp Skinheads, and then there are the um, Tard, which is just trad, or, or trad, trad, which is traditional. <laughs> you're, you're calling them Tards. Oh, uh, no, no way. No, but the, um, no. the like, because I don't know a whole lot about um, the Skinhead movement, but I remember as a kid being like, oh, there's the you know not racist skinheads and i was like oh okay because the first time you hear skinhead you assume mm-hmm. it's a racist sure. thing but uh that originally comes from like um england like yeah. the early ska um uh-huh. movement where like basically poor working class like white kids uh weren't as racist and yeah. liked the cool uh the cool black music and yeah. went to the party and stuff and they so they shaved their heads to look like fucking cool black dudes and then mm-hmm. uh dressed nice and then it evolves into like the oi punk like working class yeah. stuff or whatever and then somewhere along the way it gets a little uh working class racist yeah so Yikes. i've looked up i've seen from uh, rude boy few, to uh, rude boy yeah yeah i've seen <laughs> a couple i've seen a couple lists but the one on the uh sharp site um is sharp being the racists uh yeah Okay. Just so, making sure we're, you know, I know where we're at. Yeah. Sharps against racism, right? Um, Skinheads against. Oh, sorry, okay. sharp. I, yes. I assume traditional meant like, you know, we don't. Well, we're not sh- racist. Y- well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so confused. It's, there's yeah. not all of it. I mean, it's good we don't have all the answers here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ma- a great. Maybe I'll. Maybe we'll it. do a skinhead yeah. episode. I, yeah, I prepared I by watching the movie <laughs> and yeah. then. Um, uh, being here yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and <laughs> listening to you've actually been practicing or you know doing work for this episode your entire life because it's punk <laughs> so <laughs> i guess i've been i never uh i don't think i ever saw um any racist bands but i did i listened to some screwdriver there you go prepare. that's yeah. not true i've never i uh, listened to screwdriver oh they're like the one like you know nazi Nazi racist punk, punk band. band that I'm like that I know the name of right because people make jokes yeah. about them all the time gotcha like oh you know like only the I don't know if the early stuff is not racist or the later stuff it's like oh I like screwdriver but only the early stuff yeah gotcha. uh, you know people have made jokes about it yeah. for a long time but I don't have any um, friends that openly listen to it. I mean I don't know what yeah. people do on their own time yeah I'd like to think so white la- white laces uh, this is like pretty much with your docs uh, white laces equal is white pride white power red laces neo-nazis or communist or socialist or anti-racist so it doesn't fucking oh yeah it's just like 
mm, yeah yeah catch all yeah yellow Depends laces on what, where you live i guess right yeah. yellow laces stands for if you're a sharp uh skinhead but also anti-cop and also you gain your yellow laces if you have killed a cop is one of them too um green laces means you're homophobic or uh into animal liberation purple laces stands for gay this rights like, this exactly is like, this is like when i was talking about the handkerchief thing it's yeah. like oh some of this stuff is like somebody just got funny with it at mm. one point great well then this does get funny with it sharp does get funny with it black laces new boots owner has not bought the proper color coded laces yet gray laces owner has not figured out how to keep white laces clean and suede laces means you have a clown fetish <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, all... I just made that one up. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's all Gabagool over so, here. But... Yeah, but then also um, they go on to say all of the above is bullshit. This is all shit that like the mainstream media has put onto laces. Yeah. So it's all bullshit because at the same time... What about, what about braces? Braces, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's the... Um, your Lace and brace. Yeah, yeah. brace is the... Uh, your suspenders. Yeah, suspenders. Sorry, I got really close to your mic. Oh, it's okay. um, I thought you meant your mouth, and oh, no. I was thrown back into my dream last night where I had a dream that I had adult braces. Oh, you guys, cool. But I, ca- I didn't realize until way later after having had them for many years that I have to make an appointment to go to the orthodontist, <laughs> and that is why I'd had them in my mouth for so long. Gotcha. Just because so you, yeah. you forgot to do that. I forgot. I was like, Oh no, I'm an adult. My mom doesn't make my appointments. I make my appointments. Oh. That's why I've had braces on my teeth for like two years yeah. in my 30s. They're probably straight yeah. as hell. Yeah. Right. Well, you got some straight ass teeth. <laughs> um, but yeah, so because um, a lot of the times, you know, back in the day and and uh, I guess like London or wherever where Back this sort of started times. started. A lot of people <laughs> were wearing different colored laces for their favorite football team. And yeah. then the media sort of I guess was like, It's for Nazis and it's like, I don't know, man. This is, you know, sensationalism in the media. Yeah. You know. Exactly. It's been around for quite a yeah. while. Yeah. You know how it goes. So but yeah. It's not new, guys. Yeah. I just, um, whatever laces my shoes come with are typically the ones that stay in there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I've bought black laces before. That that's where it ends. You I, know what I mean. I used to use those curly laces. You guys mm, remember yeah. those? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. bought some a few years ago for like uh, work shoes because they just kept getting untied. But now yeah. I just get ones, some slippy boys. Yeah, don't worry about it. And then yeah. and then you know if you get to a certain weight, you just get the velcros. Mmm. Because you can't tie your shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's for like um, yeah old men, large men, and. Uh, people with uh maybe you know born with an affliction yeah that's true or uh when i was a teenage uh girl Mm -hmm. uh and you were a teenage boy temple actually (laughs) uh they uh remember there for a short period of time when all of like uh people that were at the punk rock shows were wearing the old man um velcro shoes that was like uh, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, like the Walmart Velcros that look kind of like Reeboks. Yeah, you'd wear those while you like wore your old man sweater and listened to Weezer. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. That's wild. So I, I mean, almost got some for that just to be cool. Fashion be wild. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Anti-fashion. That's true. Was the coolest. Oh, there was... Rolls uh, my eyes. Uh, just so you it was a very long norm-core. period of time yeah. where I just wore... 
the tightest fucking uh, plaid pants I could get my hands on. Ooh, rough, rough look. It was. I mean, and then I also the, had the sus- baggy plaid shorts, and then just plaid pants. Oh, it's like, oof. but the plaid pants is typically like, I wore uh, the, it's typically like a spiky punk kind of thing. Yeah, I wore yeah. the the plaid yeah, pants punk. and and my Converse yeah. and Sex Pistols and the Clash shirts all the time and all that stuff. And then That's I was fun. like, I think I'm good. I, then like, I um, then I went to high school and I was like, you looked like Tad in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super cute. Pretty much. So, um, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, what? I want to say it's like Saulnier. Saulnier? Saulnier. Saulnier is a good one. I can't see it right now, but I've read his name before. Yeah, Yeah. I would say Saulnier or Saulnier. Yeah. Yeah. This is his third movie, I believe. Yes. So, before... Uh, in 2007, Jeremy wrote, directed, produced, and pretty much did everything for uh, Murder Party. Yeah, I haven't seen Murder Party. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, but um, uh, Macon Blair, who plays Gabe, I uh, fucking love Macon Blair. Yeah, he's he was in the you know Murder Party. He was in Murder Party. He was also in the 2013 Blue Ruin. Blue that Ruin. Jeremy also wrote and directed, and then. Um, uh, Green Room came out in 2015, um, and then I guess in 2018, I, I didn't see it, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Jeremy also directed Hold the Dark. Yeah, I've heard of Hold the Dark, I believe it's based off of a book, I think it's the first one without Macon Blair in it, Macon Blair stars in Blue Ruin, okay. which uh, Blue Ruin gets my like fucking double stamp, two thumbs up, you need to watch it, yeah. uh, like Blue Ruin, so yeah. good. Like, I guess. love... Um, and yeah, I really like Macon Blair a lot. I like the movie he made, and he's also making the new Toxic Avenger movie. Oh shit! Oh fuck and yeah! His, yeah, his last movie. Okay. Um, I think his the only movie he's directed at this point. I think is um, the I don't feel at home in this world anymore with Elijah Wood and that actress. I can't I remember the name of. Love that. And movie. I like that movie yeah. a lot. And it also has David Yao of Jesus Lizard in it, so it gets extra points for nice. me on that front. But that I like. I really really like Macon Blair. Yeah. I confused him with Derek Waters, uh, or whatever that dude's name is, the drunk history guy. Oh, they oh the yeah. They do kind of have I the same like, face, yeah. Man, this guy looks so familiar. Isn't he like a comedian or something? <laughs> and then it hit me today that I was that's who I was confusing yeah. him with. Yeah. But that's really cool. <clears throat> so there's a um quite the cool like cast in this film. I've only known uh like four of the people in it and a lot of them have uh wild ass names y'all so um i'm not doing it anton yelk yelkin yelk, yeah yelk, yeah yeah and uh, uh imogen poots which was uh this was uh anton's last film yeah i believe this came out maybe after he's the first star trek movie but was probably shot before or something like that yeah. but like he kind of was more noticed in uh you know Star Trek movies because everybody goes and right. sees them. Right. But uh, yeah, he's was definitely an up and coming talent that uh, fucking died in a tragic, I know, and bizarre way. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, because he was fucking great in this movie, man. I mean, he was great he's in Star got a Trek. Crazy voice, he does. <laughs> His voice is wild. It's he's... really funny too because in interviews with him, like for the for the film, he's wearing like the the green flannel buttoned all the way up with like a rolled beanie and Invisi- like invisible tie style yeah, yeah and yeah. it's just like oh, you, the 2013 ish era yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like 
like you fit in this role so well man like this just looks like i'm sure you go home and you wear this like yeah he's that forever i mean sort of like elijah wood like that forever young yeah like just looks like it looks like a little young young, lad unfortunately yeah Oh. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's true. Forever young. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Um, Are they alive? Who? Everyone else is, I think, for the most part, still alive. Patrick cool. Stewart is still with us. Yeah. Uh, I don't God. remember any of the other actors' names except for is that how you say Imog- Imogen? I bl- Im- yeah, Imogen Poots. Yeah. Yeah. What a hell of a last name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Aaliyah. I see her show up in stuff, but I can't ever think of anything. I always think of this movie, but I've seen her show up in. I feel like there was something recently that. Yeah, she's been yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaliyah Shawkat, uh, who played Sam. Oh yeah, she's the other famous person. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. She was on Arrested Development for Christ's sake. That's oh, yeah. right. That's what she's it was. She's maybe. Um, uh, Joe maybe Co- she'll survive. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, Joe Cole as Reese. Um, uh, Calum Tuner as uh tiger patrick stewart callum uh, turner isn't that what i said calum <laughs> you said calum tuner that's funny <laughs> it's okay it's it's, it's just, all small at this point i love it um then uh we have uh mark weber as daniel who was also in um he also played a punk dude in fucking um scott pilgrim versus the world uh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. i believe that at least i think uh, Shawcap may have been in that movie too. I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched. Gotcha. Oh, I think he. W- I think she was. Um, what's his fuck's sister or something? I don't know. I think she was in it too. But yeah, and then we have you know a plethora of other sort of background-ish characters. But I will say, um, Eric, um, what is it, Edelstein? As Big Justin. Oh yeah. Uh, the man with the weirdest head. Yeah, uh, it's really funny because, like, in the interview that I watched of him, he was just like, "I get cast as bad guys all the time, but I'm really just a big teddy bear." I'm I mean, really yeah, nice he's guy. such he's <laughs> such a like the nice guy bouncer at the punk club. Oh like, yeah, I've yeah, he just looks like the door guy at like uh, at, uh, at like a Blue Note. Uh, yeah, at a club I've been to a million yeah. times. Yeah, like he just fits right. He in. looks like a really mean guy, and then when the show starts and you go and like he's just like chilling, drinking a. a fucking pbr and you're just hanging out he's just like a nice guy but so um i'm gonna get into just i'm not gonna give all my tidbits because i mean i'd like to play some of them throughout the show but i will say that this film was shot in oregon and the weather the entire time as patrick stewart said was total shite uh <laughs> shit um they shot the movie <laughs> just so you guys know. yeah they shot the movie really shite fast for, so for you um, uh <laughs> For the American citizens. Yeah. Um, So this movie was shot really fast. Uh, I think it was shot in like 10 days or something. So there wasn't a whole lot of time for takes. And um, uh, it was, like I said, it was raining the entire time. But um, Blair and Patrick Stewart uh, said that the whole, like the the weather being shitty kind of like added to the whole thing. I mean, Um, the movie even has like a green tint in like color correction. Plus the Pacific Northwest. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Patrick Stewart said that shooting was uh, sort of tough just because it was just like all fucking day shooting. Um, but he loved shooting the film and was excited to come to work every single day. And um, I mean, it's, reading it's different for him. Yeah, this is a little worse than. I mean, Magneto is not a nice guy, but Magneto also doesn't go 
say slurs. Yeah. Well, he wasn't he wasn't Magneto either. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, he, he played him playing a bad guy because like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, well, Patrick Stewart was like after he was given the script, he was reading the script in his home, and he said it was incredibly intense. So he had to stop like halfway through, poured himself a scotch. Uh, locked all of his doors and turned on his security system for his house, and that's what, kind of what sealed the deal for him. Because he was like, "Man, if this like just reading this character on the script is making me this unsettled in real life, like there's no way it's not going to transfer really well yeah. on screen." Yeah. And I imagine if he watched Blue Ruin, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'd like to work with this guy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Blue Ruin is a wildly impressive movie. Yeah. But from, like, interviews and everything, it seems like everyone just, like, loved being a part of the movie and, like, read the script and was like, holy shit, this is going to be so fucking cool. Yeah. I and know then that, it was. Um, Solner was like, oh, because Blue Ruin had really good reviews. Yeah. It was well-received. Uh, so he was like, oh, if I'm going to get, like, more work, I need to make a movie like this now because yeah. I'm not, right. no one else is going to let me make this. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I start to get, you know bigger studio films yeah, and stuff strike like while that. the iron's hot yeah i mean you just released a banger yeah. now here's your your opportunity to do an ultra yeah, violent like, super your, um, bleak yeah, movie it's like, here's let me get my passion a passion project in right now before yeah. maybe i end up having to make a marvel movie yeah yeah well i think they actually because he, he'd been offered some scripts <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yeah i'm gonna do my own yeah, yeah yeah while i have a little bit of like a little bit of clout let me get one more in for me yeah, yeah for sure which i respect completely yeah um, I guess he apparently came from a like punk background too, just like as a kid growing up. He said like 20 years ago, he was like in a punk scene around where he was at and had a bunch of friends that like played punk music and stuff like that. That's why a lot, like a lot of the music in the movie, if it's not like from a band, everybody already knows it's from a band that like him and, um, uh, Macon Blair knew just from like growing up and stuff like that, which is really cool. That's neat. Um, yeah. And Aaliyah, um, <clears throat> who played Sam was actually cast four days before shooting the whole, like the band was just going to be like four dudes. And then he like stumbled across her and was like, Holy shit. And she just like put herself in the role. She's just like a girl playing a dude role essentially. And just like carved herself. Well, I mean, she always is just works. Like yeah. every time you see her in something, you're like, Oh, well, she did. She did a good job. She's yeah. just so solid. Yeah. She's yeah. been also acting for a very long time. She's a kid and, um, Arrested in Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like uh, anytime she showed up, it's like, I know who that is. Yeah. Very yeah. like distinct looking person. Yeah. Big hair and the freckles and mm-hmm. she just always delivers. Yeah. Um, everyone in the band uh, ain't rights. Um, we're given four songs that they need to learn before shooting and they needed to know them like in their sleep. Uh, and so everyone in the band can actually play all the songs that they played in the movie. And two of them did not know how to play music at all before. Yeah, so. I heard that like basically everybody but the uh, drummer, the handsome MMA um, yeah. punk guy, uh, which it, I love. Of all the subculture stuff, which I'll, we'll talk about, but I find the first 20 minutes of this movie really cringy until they until they walk in on a murder and it and then it's fucking on. Yeah. Right. But I find like subculture stuff is always hard to do in a movie and yeah. I find it very like cringy even here and i think they still do it better yeah but than a lot of people but the drummer being the guy who is like whatever like i just want to play the drums and yeah. also is into mma is so spot on mm-hmm. well especially so for that time like when did this came out in 2016 yeah like 
Well, I guess I was kind of, I don't know. I know people still love MMA, but yeah. I guess I'm kind of thinking more like 2000. It was hotter at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. 2000, like. It was probably even hotter before then. Yeah, like, 2010, but, I think. 2000, like, 2009 yeah. to like 2013 yeah, like, yeah, was like, like the prime yeah. time. Yeah. He, he yeah. is the, like, the first hero of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to apply an arm bar. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely always he one of those does, friends, man. though, that are like, you know what? I know I can choke this dude out. Like, yeah. I know I can. I know I but he's can. like the one that's like the least down for the being punk. He's yeah. just like, ah, you know, this is just a fun thing I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. That's like. And it's such a, yeah. He's, honestly. He's it's, my, probably my maybe my favorite character in the movie. He's the most realistic too, I think. I mean, like Pat's character. That That's the thing is a lot of these, like. Pat's too Everyone punk. in is, Which one's Pat? Pat is the main Guy. Is Anton Yelton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like the the singer, of course, is like too punk for his own good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He was the only one that I was just like, Ugh. but there's also like there are people like that, like that you know, obviously that play punk music. So it's like that's it's realistic in the way where it's just like, yeah, I know this guy's realistic, but it's also the dude that I don't want to talk to at the show. We my yeah, it's with the my cringy stuff is like just when they talk about punk or like say bands names it's always yeah. just like Ooh, yeah it's like i don't believe for a second that the spiky punk guy likes dillinger escape plan there's a dillinger yeah. escape plan poster in his room because i always pay attention to that stuff and i'm like this guy puts on a fear record and in the background it's like dillinger escape plan is not yeah <laughs> like it just of course you can like whatever you like but it just seems out of place yeah right yeah so like that stuff's always hard Right. For me to swallow, yeah. but uh, luckily it doesn't permeate the whole movie. Right. Sure. It's like kind of the so least it's, important it, it, yeah, backdrop. It's, yeah. it's, it's all the <laughs> setup. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that my f- favorite part before that, like the most, the least cringy part at the beginning of the movie of the first like 20-ish minutes before it really goes off yeah. is um, – the fart joke in the van where I'm like, Oh, you nailed it. Yeah. If you, this was, if the first 20 minutes was like this, yeah. Where it was just, you know, less talking about the subculture and them just like being a bunch of like degenerates in a van. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And when you're in a van, you just like say and do stupid shit. Yeah. You yeah. don't um, talk about like your favorite Fugazi record. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't know. That's probably also, that could be, it might not be, but it might be a little like head nod to the descendants. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, who knows? That's Here in like, my van. uh, yeah. And lots and lots and lots of farts. I mean, yeah. <laughs> lots the fart of, joke seemed the most <laughs> like, seemed the most fueled. like naturalistic of yeah. all of the stuff. Cause it was right. S- Away, like away from the subculture thing yeah. and yeah i know they were trying to pack it in real quick but, but yeah i think the most important part about that is that they had to there had to be a setup for why they ended up where they were going yeah and the setup was exactly. there's this like basically uber nerd who is just like a nerd for punk culture whether yeah. or not he was really who cares yeah who we're all too old to judge that kind of yeah, shit yeah, yeah exactly but like um he was that down was for the, the cause. That yeah. was the setup. The setup was they had to go somewhere so they could end up in this horrible situation. And how <laughs> yeah. are they going to do that? Yeah. This kid was going to accidentally fuck them over, but he's yeah. super nice and feels yeah. really bad and doesn't want them to hate him. So, so yeah. he tries to get them a gig. They yeah. play the restaurant and like they he pays him out. And he's like, I gave you my cut. Like, sorry, guys. 
Like, yeah. And so they yeah. end up like each of them with six dollars, and I believe uh, eighty-seven cents. He's like, you know, round up to eighty-eight, which I was like, oh, that's a nod to uh, like neo Nazis. Eighty-eight. Yep. Heil Hitler. Yep. H is the eighth letter in the alphabet. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even catch that. That's nuts. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny like i mean yeah. it's just like some probably cute foreshadowing they did right for yeah them, just themselves mm-hmm. yeah uh you know <laughs> you you had to have you had to go through the the you know 20 minutes of weird talking about punk yeah. music so, so that you, you basically get to you skinheads have, yeah, yeah you have to you just the, have to the get polka band's there. not gonna go to yeah. the skinhead show yeah right the the punk kids are you so. have to get them to the venue basically mm-hmm and, and that's the way that you fucking do it because that's how it well, happens. They just, the that's thing is, how is like, it can happen they need the tour. money to get home or wherever they're going next. Yeah. But if I showed up and there's like swastikas and like Nazi shit all over the wall, I'd be like, guys, we have cell phones and moms that love us. Mm-hmm. We can get home. We got to get out of here. Yeah. I honestly, one of my other criticisms, this is a movie I like, by the way. Yeah. I like it a lot. But uh, is I kind of wish this movie existed in a time before cell phones or at least maybe a time when it's like a Nokia brick phone. Well, there, as opposed the only phone to, that we really see is, is a flip phone. No, there's a, there's a smartphone. Is there? Oh yeah. 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 And uh, so it's like, I, I know that the phone is a big part of how everything works in this movie, right. but I kind of wish that there was either less of a phone or it was a technology that wasn't as strong where like you probably wouldn't be able to, call with your nokia brick in the middle of nowhere right yeah yeah i can understand or text that or whatever you know what i mean yeah like, but i can definitely the phone is that. a big part of phones are a big part of the movie for the first i like you know for minute 20 to minute like 40 or so yeah. right yeah um so the last thing i, I want to mention off the top is the uh the paintball story that pat ends up telling to kind of rally everybody to get the fuck out of here is actually a real experience that <laughs> yeah i know i found that hard that to jeremy believe. had yeah um rick spears is a real person who did exactly what was told in the story yeah because it doesn't come him. off as very yeah. genuine but like it's like oh, okay well the story is real yeah but like when he's telling it it's just like mm, okay yeah all right i uh I mean, I definitely it wouldn't. This story would not have ended the same for me. Like, I would not have <laughs> fucked everyone up. Yeah. But like, I definitely also would have been like, yeah, fuck this. But yeah, he doesn't end the just, story until the end of the movie, which is nice. Yeah. No, I mean like the actual oh, real the actual, life yeah. out yeah. of meta. Like, doesn't like not in the movie story. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The story, story in real life is like, oh, they're playing paintball, and there's all these like, you know, guys that come back from the Iraq War and are doing like, yeah. So they're like. Yeah know what they're doing or whatever and these guys are out there just having fun for somebody's birthday right getting murdered and then one of the guys just decides fuck it and goes wild and yeah. it works yeah yeah that would have been me which is fun i can't say that it would have worked but i definitely would have been like fuck you old man <laughs> have you guys ever uh one time me too yeah. I, it's I've, very fun though. i went paintballing a couple of times i went I once younger. and it was probably yeah. like Pacific Northwest type of cold, yeah. but I got hit in the ear and I wanted to stab somebody because like <laughs> yeah. I got the thing on my face, but it's cold outside. Yeah. So my like ears are cold and I took a paintball like 
across the you ear. Have uh, to I just wanted to fucking like die. break a tree over my knee. Yeah, you have to like layer the fuck up, even if it's not cold. That's actually yeah. why it's good to go when it's like yeah. cooler temperatures. Because I mean, I'm sure there More are people that are like, kind of oh, you're just yeah. like a big pussy if you're gonna wear a bunch of layers. But like, fuck you. Yeah, dude, shit hurts, easily. man. Yeah, we're shooting each other with projectiles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, protect yourself. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's fun. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. And what's fun is we get to introduce you to a friend of ours, Leather. (gasps) Oh, yay, we're doing that today. Yep. All right. So uh, you guys get to meet our friend Leather, and he's going to give you some information about the show. And um, uh, I'd be Pleather. You'll you'll understand why why the name is Leather. So, but uh, yeah, we'll be be right back. We have a gimp friend? Howdy folks, it's me, Leather. Just wanted to remind you that if you like this show, go leave Black Cat Horror a five-star review on iTunes and give them a follow on that Spotify. It's the best way to support your favorite horror podcast and help others find a show just like you did. And if you want to suggest a movie, well, hell, go on over to anchor.fm forward slash Black Cat Horror and leave a message and be featured on an upcoming episode. And we're back. And we're back, y'all. So, that's our friend Leather. Um, You guys will be hearing from him from here on out. Leather and Mila. Don't forget Mila, Mila, though. Yeah, if if you turn up the volume a little bit, you can hear Mila purring like the entire time, which is wonderful. Do you think that Mila and Tuerto would get along? Probably. He's in my lap purring right now, being yeah. a real big crazy pants. He's, yeah, he's a giant baby. So, if you <laughs> follow us on Instagram, which, you know, if you do, you, this this will happen. Um, we asked, um, what is your Desert Island Band? Because that is a thing that gets brought up in the movie. And we thought it'd be fun, because we all listen to music and stuff uh, here on the show. And you probably do, too. Because you're a human being. So, we asked, and some of you guys answered. Woo! So, uh, I'm going to go through some of those, because I thought that it was fun. I like that you're throwing this in the middle. Yeah. I figured this would be uh, where, we, where we end it. Yeah. No, I just, you know, um, just because, you know, what Leather talked about. And also, I'd like to say that uh, we appreciate everyone who has been, uh, we got a resurgence of, or a, a surge of new listeners and stuff like that. So, we really appreciate you guys coming around and checking out the show and stuff so we thought it'd be fun to ask you guys some questions and you guys fucking answered so. yeah to quote one of my favorite podcasts uh tell your weird friend yeah yeah so let's talk about our weird friends so ruby poindexter uh on instagram said that at ruby poindexter yeah <laughs> said that <laughs> her uh <laughs> said that her island her desert island band was guns and roses so Duh. we I we personally know Ruby, um, and uh, yes, that checks out. Thank you very much, Ruby. Um, <laughs> I'd probably take. I was thinking. I was like, oh, like I mean, I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan, but I'd probably take Guns N' Roses over like ACDC. It's like, oh, that's a rough pick, dude. Ooh. I could. I I love, I love and I and I'm a much bigger fan of ACDC. Are you? Guys I'm a much bigger fight? fan of ACDC, but there's like then why why Guns N' Roses over ACDC? Uh, there's you at least so, get two different singers. There's just a, a different, like, I like ACDC a lot. Yeah. Um, more than I like 
Guns N' Roses, but okay, like it is that, tense vo- in vo- here. It's, a, it's a voice thing where it's like, oh well, every once in a while I'll get like a November rain where it's fucking chill. All yeah. right, ACDC never chills. Exactly. The tension. If is you've got to get off the island, dude, They're no gonna chill. Fight. Oh no, I'm yeah. Oh, you're just yeah. staying. You're just hanging out. I mean, oh yeah. I probably would just hang out. On the I saw. I saw too. the end of Castaway. Yeah. Going back seems rough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, and <clears throat> we have the Joe Norris, who Joe, uh, we have met very recently, and um, is a rad dude. Oh hey, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Joe. Uh, he's part of the the scroll the skull crawlers group, and we will talk about that. Who are not a Nazi affiliated? No, no definitely they're not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, we're gonna have some no, of them not. on the show here recently. Uh, here coming up, so that'll here be exciting. Coming up. What was his choice? Uh, Winston Rejects. Have you ever heard of them? Nope. Me I'm either. Not familiar. I haven't either. Okay. There's a couple of these that I haven't heard of, and I'm excited to go and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So then we got the Spook Show podcast, which they um, also talk about horror movies and stuff like that. So if you like this show, I can't imagine why you wouldn't like there. So go check them out, too. Um, and they said uh, probably Motionless and White. Motion? Like, wait, Mo- sorry. Motionless and White. Motionless in white yes a lot of this sounds like neo-nazi culture <laughs> um actually but uh i'm just kidding i don't know who that band is i'm sure that it's yeah i don't either yeah yeah i mean if it's somebody's desert tolerable Island band, you know yeah. that that's neat yeah so we also have um we've got tyler i'm sorry my mic is being weird um skylar tyler friend of ours also Super rad, uh, super rad dude. Good actor too. Yeah. Um, you can check out some of the stuff that he and our buddy Jeff have done um, on their YouTube. Yes. Um, do, do you remember what it's? Do called? you remember? I was about to ask you. Uh, I think it's magic. Oh yeah, magic. Macabre and magic. Yeah, macabre and magic. They've they have um, Jeff doing actual magic, but then they also have. Um, some fucking stellar short films up there too. So Those go, are great. Yeah, go check that out. Um, uh, Skyler said Talking Heads. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Yeah, that is a really good one. Yep, I can get behind that. There's yeah. some motherfucking groove. I like drums. There's mm-hmm. a lot of drums in there. There's a lot. There's a lot of a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the answer that makes the most sense to me so far. Yeah. Well. Oh. Whoa, the whoa. next one. Oh yeah. Is from Pumpkin Patch Pete himself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Also, a.k.a. Leather. Leather. Uh, it's our buddy, Pumpkin Patch Pete. Go check out his Instagram. He does a bunch of real rad shit, and you can see Leather. Instead of just hearing him on our show, you can see him on his Instagram. Yeah. Pumpkin Patch Pete says Spice Girls. Well, that's a joke answer. It's no, not. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think really? so. I, it's up there for me, there's too. No, there's honestly. only like one. I, like, my sister had the cassette when I was a kid. I've seen the Spice World movie. Um but the I don't know if it's like the second single or whatever. But the uh, song uh, "I'm Giving You Everything" or whatever. Yeah. Well, that song is "I'm Giving You Everything, All the Joy Can Bring." Oh yeah. This yeah. I swear. Yeah. yeah that this is I swear. Uh, an incredible song and the best Spice Girls song. Oh, for my money. Wow. Gotcha. Nice. Okay, that it's a very good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Yeah. 
for sure. It's got a hook. Really, I love that. So, thank you guys for hitting us up on Instagram and fucking answering that question. That was a joke answer. Yeah. Rude temple. I mean, the Spice Girls. A lot of times, people use them as the butt of a joke. Yeah. And fuck you guys. Okay, that's all I have to say to that. It's totally fine. Okay, so now I'm gonna pass it to you guys. So Temple. Oh no. What is your Desert Island band? I was thinking about it and it's like, oh well I like all kinds of music. I yeah. like um it's like so I didn't want I thought about it, it's like, well, you know, the Melvins are my favorite band. They have like fucking thirty records, mm-hmm. an incredible amount of material. But it's all like pretty heavy. Yeah. And um uh, like punk music and most punk bands or hardcore bands don't last very long. So there's not a lot yeah. of material. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, I also love Black Sabbath, but it's Black Sabbath. I wanted something that would be good in the background, something you can jam <clears throat> to. And uh, also something that maybe isn't like too serious. Yeah. Uh, so I don't ha- have a concrete answer, but a thing I can listen to anytime, and I'm like, oh yeah, this works. Yeah. Because um, I have a bunch of albums where I'm like, I don't know what to listen to. I'll throw that on. Yeah. But uh, Steely Dan. Okay. Uh, nice. Steely Dan is just so versatile. So yeah, so yeah. listenable. So like you know, it's just smooth smooth as hell there's yeah. a few songs that get close to rocking mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it's like i feel like if i'm walking into the desert to find coconuts or into the jungle <laughs> to find coconuts yeah steely dan's <clears throat> playing that's your guy then it's a different experience than me sitting next to the fire and listening to steely dan right uh so you know i feel like that if i'm gonna be making breakfast and like Ricky don't lose that number is playing while I try to stab fish. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. Like there's a place for that. Yeah. You would survive. It sounds like you would do just fine. Yeah. Probably. with Yeah. With uh, the help of Donald Fagan, anything is possible. <laughs> All right. Camille desert Island band. Oh man. Um, Oh man, uh, this is hard. I understand why it, it took Anton Yelchin so long to decide. Yeah, till right before he died. I've been thinking about it for die. days, and it just hit me. Just now, when they yeah. say Steely Dan in this movie, yeah, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that connected with me immediately. But uh, it just seems to make when I think about it more, it seems to make the most amount of sense for me because yeah. it's like oh i mean sabbath what are we gonna get like changes yeah exactly like, is that yeah. Is the yeah we're gonna go yeah that's kind of where i am i want something Planet that's Caravan like too, yeah, though, that's Caravan, sure. uh versatility yeah listenability for yeah. the for the long term for the long haul part of me wants to say the beatles but the other part of me is like they are assholes, so I don't want to. But like they no, have no a, one's an asshole when you're on an island by yourself, though. Right? Yeah. They you just know? have such a wide discography. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. That I think that I could probably make it work. But Absolutely. the other part of me is like, I'm gonna emotionally need something to keep me going. So probably yeah. Carol King. 
Okay. Um, okay. I was going to say, if you do the Beatles and you also get like Harrison, Lennon, and McCartney, and even Ringo's solo albums in there, if they yeah. also count, then that's yeah. a really good choice. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's a Paul McCartney 2 kind of day. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling wings today, brother. <laughs> yeah. 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 My guitar's about to gently weep, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if that's if that's the rules, because then you could be like, oh, well, I mean, Paul Simon, because then you get Simon and Garfunkel, which is an answer in this movie, but you also are like, well, shit, I mean, fucking Graceland always sounds good. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, that's also a good one. That's yeah. also a really so, good uh, one. Yeah. If you get everything, then yeah that's different like i think donald fagan has some solo albums that i also love but um you know if we're doing just one thing not every project yeah and is my kind of i'm like oh i think that i might get the most out of like it before i'm like okay well today i don't listen to music right yeah whereas like if i did something like ACDC or the Melvins would be like, oh, well, today I'm not listening to music. Yeah. yeah. I can fall asleep to Steely Dan and I can also um, wake you know, up to Steely Dan. I can Dan. also write help in the sand to Steely Dan. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. So if, so if, it, yeah, so if that is the case, if we get all of the things, then the Beatles. If okay. not, Carol King. Yeah, but Carol King, Damn. if we're, go- yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're just getting one. Yeah. Uh, I think we're just getting one. Then Carol King. Okay. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for me is who it would end up being. That's good. That's, cool. yeah. that's yeah. a really good Those one. Are also songs that's that's like the one that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the one that hit me. I was like, when we were talking, I was like, oh, it's fucking Tom Petty, dude. Cause like they groove. Yeah. It's fucking the, the dopest rock. And, uh, he made a fucking so many super good albums. Even like the stuff that he made later on is good. I have a very emotional connection to I mean, Tom one of Petty. His biggest albums came out in the early '90s. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, uh, what? I don't know. I might want to change my. Answer. It's all. I mean, the the answer is always changing. You said yeah. Tom Petty, and I was like, oh, I'm a, I really love Thin Lizzy, but I still think I'm a Steely Dan. Yeah. No, it's really hard. I think also. I mean, maybe Elvis Costello. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I love the first like five or six Elvis Costello albums. I know like the back of my hand, but he has like. 50 fucking records yeah so at some point i'm not as familiar with a lot of it so it's like oh there's a lot to dig into yeah and uh like the first three i know every single second of music and then like the two to three after that like uh like happy or whatever it's called there's a i don't know them as well but i fuck with them yeah uh and when i put it on i'm like oh yeah i know all these songs but he has a very deep discography yeah i think that would actually be my answer because nice. of, because of that and also because of everything you said as well. There's yeah, favorite Costello album? I don't know. Yeah, I'm it's not. Hard to choose. It's really hard. Um, but yeah. Whatever the checkery one is. The first one, yeah, My Aim is True. That one's really good. What's what album is Peace Love and Understanding on? <gasps> the third album, Armed Forces. Armed Forces might be his best record, but my of the ones I've listened to anyway, but uh, this year's model is like the one I've probably listened to the most. That album yeah. does it for me. I have that one on uh, vinyl, but this is sorry. This is, yeah, we need, <laughs> we need to get to this movie. I uh, I don't know bad. why I didn't assume that this exact thing. You know happen. this was gonna. Ha- this is your fault. You it's can't okay. talk about music with us. Yeah, you know, know how that goes. This is your fault, sir. Well, this this movie you know revolves around music a little bit. Yeah. So um, had like very, a lot had very uh, punk answers. 
I'm not gonna fucking listen to punk music all the time. Yeah. I mean, like I le- I love bad sports, and some people would just say that that's a rock band. Uh, but here's the thing: I love Mean Jeans. Yeah, I'm not gonna to listen to Mean Jeans yeah, all the exactly. time. Exactly. I'm like, oh, like yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah dude. Like I think Master Killer is a perfect record. Yeah, Marauders Master Killer is a perfect 40 minutes of music. But like I can't be my record. No, yeah. there's there's like it's a time a, yeah, and a place. A, yeah. yeah, the question is uh, there's well, a lot of things to think about. Er, yeah. Every fucking you know everyone in this band, with the exception of one, just completely jumped ship from punk as soon as it was like, what's the one band that you'd listen to? Except for the singer who like fucking had to pick Misfits. Like, yeah, and, and nowhere stuck near with Misfits. The pick I would make. No, and I I love the Misfits. Yeah, Yeah, but there's no way I would listen to the Misfits forever. Yeah, 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 it's like, hey, can we chill? Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think of like the the closest to like punk I might I would go to picking would probably be like Elvis Costello or The Clash or like right, uh, like probably not Fugazi, but that's one where I'm like, oh well, at least. all of it is interesting. And yeah. there's it a groove and there's songs the that are chill yeah. and there's songs with aggression. Like it's Fugazi kinda has the Steely Dan thing where it just kinda keeps on fucking moving. Yeah. yeah. So I can see that. Okay, so Camille. Yep. Um so you mentioned earlier something about a dog puppet. Can we talk about that? I d- oh I oh my god, I am Because I'm legitimately <laughs> excited to hear about the dog puppet. Yeah. Knowing that there were dogs on the set. They just borrowed the dog from um, the Sandlot. The sandlot <laughs> I was like, yeah. where are we going with this? Yeah. yeah. Where are we going to, uh, where are we going with this? Yeah. yeah. Um, I did mention that. I think I mentioned it off the podcast just you, while we were talking. You did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny was when I was looking up my, my stuff for the movie, I come came across it and skipped over it so that I could hear it fresh and new. Oh, that's nice. Dog puppet go. Yeah. Okay, so um they had to obviously dogs were really really important as far as like protagonists are concerned. Yeah, these dogs yeah. Uh, speak German better than I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll leave it up to a neo-Nazi to train their dogs. In German. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. When I worked at the vet clinic, there were people that came in, especially like German shepherd owners that would like do that. I'm just like, ugh, you're fucking gross, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to harsh anybody's vibe here. I'm going to speak like, to my dog in French. <laughs> Ew, wee, wee. God. What do you, how do you say sit in French? You got me. Okay. So. He's going to have to uh, learn yeah. French think, before he gets uh, a dog. I think, uh, I think like, yeah. Levantante is like stand up in Spanish maybe That's why French poodles are such bad dogs Because they don't speak English So now you're on some speak English guy shit That's nice I'm sure there's a storm front thread Yeah I was on the website for like 15 seconds And then my hair started falling out Oh no Okay well Now Now everyone's sad Now everyone's sad Your mustache curated itself (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to put away the clippers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so they, there were a couple of big scenes that they thought that they were probably going to need a dog puppet of sorts for. Yeah. Um, And Sonlier, Sonye, however we're saying this dude's last name, 
worked with Renaissance Prosthetics um, to do all of the practical effects for this movie. And, and they were good. They were super good. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a shotgun blast to the face <laughs> look quite like that. It's I really know. Disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Marino is the head of Renaissance Prosthetics, and I guess he was really excited to work with Sondler, Sanye, whatever, uh, because this he had an understanding of how practical effects actually worked. Yeah. And I'm sure that that's kind of rare to work with a director that understands the importance yeah. of and like the practical application of practical effects. And so they were pumped, and their company ha- did um, effects for like Black Swan. So for the okay. Swan transform- transformation for Natalie Portman, they did that. The um, fingernail scene, which is the one I always think of when I think of that movie. Yeah, like, the breaking through. Oh my god, <laughs> that's. I'm glad you said that because I was like, I'm trying to remember, but I don't want to go through and like yeah. YouTube it right now. I don't yeah. think there was any prosthetics for the lesbian scene. Okay, <laughs> that is you guys missed out Isn't on the it? eyebrows <laughs> when he said <laughs> the lesbian seed. We got command of this microphone. <laughs> I'm, here to make, I'm here to make jokes sometimes. <laughs> oh my god, uh, probably not. You're right. Lesbian action. Oh, and the masturbation scene in that movie actually also. Different Man, I haven't podcasts. seen Black Swan, I but I need to You've watch never seen Black this. Swan? No, it's, I haven't. It's pretty good. It's not really. I mean, there's nothing totally risque about it. It's just the anyway, whatever. Yeah, it's just an. It's a. It's it's um. <laughs> it's not totally risque though. The three things that you guys just mentioned were masturbation, a lesbian scene, and a transformation into a swan. Oh yeah. The, uh, which everyone knows is the sexiest animal. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Really? It's pretty risque to me. Even over like a tentacle monster? Or like yeah, a... that's not good at all for me. No, no tentacles here. Not for not no. for you? Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. me neither. <laughs> so. yeah. More on that Mr. Hands tip. But yeah. uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Darren Aronofsky, uh, Natalie Portman, Milia Kunis. Oh, I'm, a, I'm aware uh, of okay, what it is. Okay. I just haven't nice, ever seen um, it. Well, I don't know if it'd be a good double feature, but um, Perfect Blue, and that would be nice because you could still get it done in under probably three hours because Perfect Blue is really short. Nice. But yeah, Black Swan pulls a lot from Perfect Blue, which is a Satoshi Kon film, who's one of my favorite directors of animated films. Oh, Fun. wow. That's cool. Yeah, well, they did that. <clears throat> they did that transformation. Then they also did the bird nose for Michael Keaton, the Birdman. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a movie that popped hard and then everybody forgot about i know which is sad it was a really good movie i saw it in the theater i remember really enjoying the camera in the movie it but was a lot of it was jarring. a lot of yelling i don't quite remember a lot but i did see it in the theater a lot oh, of okay. it was it won the best picture i believe yeah 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 a lot of that was a lot of like jarring movements and yes a lot yeah. of yelling gotcha. um but yeah so they mike marino i guess after looking at all of the storyboards that were created by um what is this dude's jeremy. first name okay thank you yeah. jeremy jeremy did super intricate storyboards so that he could portray exactly what he wanted yeah as far as the violence is concerned and uh marino was like "Ooh, man so if you're gonna like beat a dog in the head we're probably gonna need to use a puppet of sorts oh, so that's actually okay. why they created this puppet was for that scene in particular but they were actually able to accomplish that scene with the use of the stunt double and maybe and I know that's not her real name but and um, a foam 
prop mic stand. Oh, so gotcha. like it it was not hard. It did not hurt the dog yeah. at all. But well, you know, pit bulls got big old heads. Yeah, which you still should not punch or nah. hit them. Probably They're, not. But you ever had like a pillow fight with a dog? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the dog's exact- acting. Yeah, exactly. This they, they were all great actors. Those puppers. They were all good smart dogs. They speak German. Oh my yeah. gosh! They in general pit, bar, pit bulls are very smart in yeah. real life. Um, They're but so sweet. It did come in handy uh, for the next scene, which okay. is where they actually used that. Cool. Um, so they. Yeah, because once you get a dog to that point acting, it's not going to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's you can't probably... yell cut when the dog is well. They're onto they're playing. Room. I mean, I don't know. Like the the yeah the um the dog from uh, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, Frasier, is an incredible actor. That's true. Eddie okay. rules. He could Eddie could have. I think there was multiple Eddies, but you know Actually, Eddie rocks. He should, there had to have been multiple Eddies, but they're also I don't know. That would just be really uncomfortable for the actor or stunt person. I feel like to just be like, okay, now. Like yeah. if you could flail, no, I think I, it would just be really dangerous for both the actor, human and dog. Oh yeah, in order to really accomplish that scene, because the way they they had to set everything up like a puzzle essentially is what yeah. Jeremy said. So they created this prosthetic. Which, if you pull up, do you have the thing pulled up? Um, in the docs, there are pictures of this prosthetic that, or sorry, this puppet that was a hand puppet. Of just basically like the torso up to the head. Gotcha. So they um, built the prosthetic mm-hmm. and they shipped it all of that from New York to Oregon or wherever they were shooting. And none of that is important. I don't know why I told you <laughs> that, but it's fine. Now you know. Um, so they set it up so that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So that Callum. The dude that plays, um, gosh dang, what's that guy? What's that kid's name? Frankie? Is he the drummer? The no, the lead singer. Oh, yes. Tiger. So Tiger, yeah. the punk rock kid, the actual punk rock kid. Yeah. So he is first introduced to the dog, so he's there for that scene. They took Tiger to make up after that, so then the stunt actor could uh, come in, be attacked by the real pit bull, uh-huh. and fall to the ground. And then in the next shoot, they would bring Tiger back, lay him out all nice like. Um, he's got a prosthetic neck at that point with tubing that is fit up into the neck. And then they have this hand puppet dog that is like photorealistic, like looks yeah. exactly like a pit bull. Thanks for explaining that stuff. I did not do that. Yeah. So I did it on my phone. I was just like, I don't know what this is going to look like. Um, oh wow yeah okay yeah so it's it looks real it looks like a real yeah Yeah. um and then they just shot everything super duper duper tight yeah so that you didn't see the other dude whose hand was in the puppet yeah in the dog and um you didn't see the people that are like off to the side pumping the blood as the blood squirts yeah um and yeah, and that's how they did. And then they just took several shots. They actually, because I guess Callum like really got crazy with it, with all the flailing, and they thought that he had hurt himself. Oh and, yeah. And uh, they just kept taking shot after shot after shot, and then they ended up using like five shots to put everything together yeah. seamlessly. I mean, the, yeah. yeah, the trick is uh, quick cuts. And yeah. which isn't, I mean, man, holy cow! Also, it helps that 
this movie's pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. I think I the mean, coloring. I obviously in tone, but um, you know. Yeah. Also in physical appearance, yeah. it definitely yeah, like it's t- taking place it. in hallways and rooms inside of a rock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a rock club. It's basically um, the Foot Clan, the Nazi version of the Foot Clan hideout from <laughs> from the yeah. Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. For like Secret of the Ooze. That's a good. It's like, way oh to- yeah, like mm-hmm, yeah, but here. Um, we're more serious about our hate. Yeah. So w- what's cool is the the actual green room that most of this movie takes place in is on a film stage, you know. Uh, but the actual like giant warehouse thing mm-hmm. that the that the the venue like the, uh, was actually like the, in the stages. Yeah, that place. Um, was like owned by a guy who like builds log cabins <clears throat> and um he just let him draw fucking swastikas all over his building yeah <laughs> yeah like, painted a promise Please yeah make them disappear after this yeah. yeah they were just yeah um essentially that's i'm trying to find the the actual quote but yeah I read that as well that they um, rented it from him. Mm-hmm. I w- I I wondered is if like so is that his place? Is that his? Um, Assume that's where he keeps like materials. And right. Stuff, yeah. Like, yeah. Like his, his shop. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is that your? Is yeah. that his shop or I mean, wherever that stage was and all those uh you know uh, skinheads were standing and drinking beer watching a show it was probably yeah. just filled with lumber most of the time. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure it's a lot more peaceful. <clears throat> also, oh, the, what a time the, of day for a show. Yeah. It was a so hard, it was a, a punk rock matinee. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I mean, that's a, that was a thing. Oh the venue gosh. in the film belongs to a man whose day job is building log homes. "Quote: He just let us infest his property for several weeks and build up the set, and we found a home." Aww, that's so yeah. sweet. Pretty cool. That's and violence super cool. ensued. Yeah, and then violence ensued. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so yeah. uncomfortable. So the the hand thing that we talked about at the very beginning where it was just uh, uh, Pat's arm just gets like slashed the fuck up. Was that like a sleeve? It looked like it was maybe like a sleeve. Um, I mean, like, yeah, the stuff is shot well and made so well that it just it's like, oh, no. Yeah. He just got his arm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I put that picture in there so you could kind of see. I didn't find any information about how it was actually made, but I don't know that it was necessarily... I don't think it was all fake. Like, I think there was some of his skin in... Obviously, the wounds are fake, is what I'm trying to right. say. Right. Which is, like, um, latex, like, probably, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, prosthetic over so it. so deep, and the arm is, like, I know. Kind of bent. bent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like they, what they probably did was they took, like, prosthetics. Yeah. And they applied and built those up to yeah. create those wounds. But then tubing would have probably had to have gone under those for that... Um, yeah, because doesn't. That one doesn't really gush blood in no. the same way that some other stuff does, like no. some of the bullet wounds. It doesn't, as far as what we saw. That doesn't mean that they didn't like attempt it, because yeah, in yeah. that picture that I have on our notes, it there is some. He's tubing. rigged to bleed. Yeah. yeah, he's got like a. It. I mean, it looks like he's like just hanging out doing heroin the way it's all wrapped around his arm, but. That, also, the most punk rock of all the yeah. drugs. Um, also, Rigged to Bleed is the name of my uh, my hardcore band. That's fine. Make it. Don't do heroin, guys. Oh, I'm not. Okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Cool. Made it this far. Um, yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I think the most outside of the arm thing, there's a lot of, I mean, all the violence in this movie is very upsetting. Yeah. And uh, gross. Yeah. Uh, and looks good. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, in not the fun way. We're like, oh, this is so fun. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, but when uh, uh, when old, old Poots cuts um, the bar or the <sighs> the uh, the bouncer up the gut with a fucking box cutter. That's the one that I had to look away that's from. That's the one that like really is just like, oh, rough. Yeah. I mean, they're all disgusting, but that's the one that like somehow like penetrates your brain, your brain? the most. Yeah. Do you want to hear what that reminds me of? Like comparatively in real life? What? Okay, like, have you guys ever gotten one of those memory foam mattresses that's, like, all wrapped up? Yeah, you open it up and it goes... Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it what it reminded air. me yeah. of. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Rough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Temple. Mm-hmm. What is what is your your takeaway from this film? Um, that I I like it a lot. Yeah. I don't like it nearly as much as Blue Ruin. Yeah. I love Blue Ruin a whole lot. I think that the idea for this movie is really good. Some of the punk stuff is cringy. Like, the... This movie is really, really good. Yeah. I think it's great, but I don't think about revisiting it very often, whereas Blue Ruin, I think about all the time. Right. Uh, well, and you and I, we watched this movie when it came out yeah. in like 2016. And I had the same take because like me and Clint were watching it and we're just rolling our eyes at all the punk shit in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the movie is good and it is intense and it does, the violence is always surprising. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you see a blade and you're waiting for somebody to go around. Stuff, but like you don't quite know what's going to happen. Uh, I also was thinking, it's like, oh, I would love to see the version of this that's, like, a bit campier and um, a, like, L.A., like, hair metal scene. Like, what if, oh, what if, yeah. air, what if Airheads, but, but Green Room? Oh, God. And oh I'm, like, God, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Like, yeah, like, that sounds like a neat idea as well. Yeah. But there's some stuff where I'm just like, oh, like, if these guys, you would assume they just would have left if they saw the Nazi stuff. And at first I was like, oh, well. They kind of like asked for it when they played Nazi punks fuck off, but then they leave are about to leave and it's just yeah. happenstance that they saw a murder and now there's so there's some stuff that's like is good as this movie is, there's some stuff that's like a little convenient considering how serious it is. Yeah. Right. Uh but I mean, you know, it's really good. It's totally worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, a slog at all. Yeah. The movie no. fucking goes. Yeah. It really does. It gets to a certain point and then it's just like, hold on to your dicks and pussies, y'all, because yeah. we I are would, going there. Yeah. I do yeah. think one of my favorite moments of the movie is uh, towards the end, the man who brings the dogs. Yeah. Yes. He gets shot and murdered and one of the dogs is released after there's two survivors and uh, the dog just like walks by them and they're like, you know, dejected and have had violence done to them but alive yeah. uh and the dog just like walks by them and goes to its owner who is dead or dying and like yeah. lays his head on it and it's like oh you know people aren't fucking born racist yeah <laughs> and it's like it's like oh what a fucking yeah what a yeah it's like they it's just like it was just an, a nice uh moment in the movie in yeah. a weird and complicated way where it's just like, oh, yeah. it's just a dog. It doesn't fucking know any better. Especially the thing that takes care of it. Especially when on its way to fall asleep on its dead owner, the two remaining 
good guys are not attacked or he doesn't even pay attention to them. Yeah, but they were going to kill it, but they were all out of bullets and they just pulled the trigger several times. Oh, did they pull the trigger? I thought yeah. they just pointed at it yeah. and walked by. I mean, they pointed they were, at it and, and you hear like, yeah, and they just like to do it. Keep, it's like, yeah, yeah, the dog just has no care in the world about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, also, it wasn't told to. Right. Well, I think that's that's the dog that got loose from yeah. the attack, and he had actually been shot up with some stuff to help keep him alive for an yeah. hour. Yeah. They so, also do like the the feedback thing where I'm like, I don't know if I believe this. But oh I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, it's will it be? It could be yeah, quite irritating for sure. sure. Uh, but I think that also the way the way I looked at that was that his owner was dead, but he was also like he was dying. And, yeah. And at that point, it's like. I do not care. My owner is dead. I am going to go die with him now. I have yeah. a terrible shotgun wound on my back. So, yeah. So yeah. sad. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, but, I love that. I liked I liked that as well. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Yeah. And you could see how the tables turned. Yeah. And they were they were the ones that were quick to enact the violence. And Yeah. Um, even before that, I mean, at that point, like, she was she was just throwing throwing out the shots which who's to say like i couldn't i i don't know i don't know that i blame her yeah. oh I don't not know at all why, i don't i i honestly also, though, she, you didn't you don't think in the beginning of the movie that she's going to be a big part of it yeah uh, old poots but she because she's like kind of in with the nazis yeah like she's <clears throat> part of the scene right yeah. she's the one that's not an outsider yeah yeah ah so good yeah. it's it important to i don't know i honestly feel like it's one of those things where it's like not to get super political or anything, but it's not a bad movie to watch nowadays. Yeah. It's not a bad movie to watch a movie about someone who has uh, gained a large following of young people and on up uh, through political means, but also, you know, uh, addictive, you know, feeding the fuel with, drug addiction and things like yeah. that it's just there's a lot of brainwashing that goes on in cultures like that and it's yeah it's kind of important to be aware of that yeah that's i mean that's how a lot of cults work you yep. know what i mean <laughs> yeah there's like, more, more things i like about this movie than don't but there's yeah. some stuff that i is like pretty glaring when the movie's over i don't really think about them but like I find it hard to believe. I know that uh, Jeremy said that, like, oh, that's a story either he was a part of or happened in real life. But the movie starts and they're like crashed in. They wake up after being asleep for a long time, crashed into corn. I'm like, nobody woke up when the fucking car ran into a bunch of corn. Like, I find yeah. that's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. I don't know unless they're like, all drunk. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of goofy. And there's just like some weird <laughs> stuff, like where I'm like, oh, all right, well, convenience and. Uh, in some movies that are more tongue-in-cheek, the convenience, we're like, oh, well, who cares? Right. Uh, you know, but in it's harder when you present something as more serious. Yeah. Yeah. For me, personally. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Temple, next week is your pick. I know. I've got two in my head. I have not seen Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which is a 1970 Dario Argento film. Um, I believe it's one of is more celebrated the other th- one i have seen and is uh deep red which is the movie he made before suspiria um and i know it's awesome so i might go with i'd probably go with deep red it's got a great soundtrack great visuals um you know yeah and, and it's got a soundtrack by goblin okay 
Well, I guess let us know. <coughs> oh, no, no, I'm telling no, you right now. We're going, we're going deep red. Going deep red. Okay, Sweet. cool. I was like, we could put it this on. This one's 75, I believe. Okay. Gotcha. We could ask the masses. Yeah. The masses. The masses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um, he always has, like, yeah. Bird with the crystal plumage is such a nice name for something. Yeah. That is. It sounds Deep very is nice. Uh, there's, I think, one of his earliest films called, uh, like, Four Flies on Gray Velvet, where I'm like, oh, what a great name for him. Yeah. That's nice. nice. But uh, we'll go with Deep Red. We'll, okay. We'll go with one of the, the big boys. Sweet. Uh, as much Red. as I love Suspiria, Suspiria is um, weird and beautiful. Uh, and this one is more of a, like, typical Jalo, like, whodunit. That's Black exciting. Killer. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, there you have it. Deep yeah. Red next week. We may have uh, uh, the start of something uh, new next week, too. So uh, right. I think we... Let me know, know, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we might be having another, another person on. So we'll see. Uh, I think that starts next week. Yeah, so. we didn't talk about Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is good as... He always is here. Yeah. It's weird to hear him say slurs. Uh, Super weird. I didn't like that. It's also kind of smart to cast somebody that's not a, you know, backwards hillbilly to play the racist because of the, you know, skinhead thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. These guys are wearing fucking bomber jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them are dressed pretty nice. Yeah. I love Patrick Stewart. I love him so much. I grew up watching Patrick Stewart every day. He's like my second grandpa or third grandpa. Oh. So. When he dies, he's your desert, I will, desert island daddy. Yeah, he's he's my desert island. No, no, he's not. He's my desert island granddad. But my desert island daddy is Kurt Russell. Yeah, we can get off that island, but <laughs> or not. You know what I'm saying, ladies? You get it? Uh-huh. Anyway, so thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Uh, go follow us on Instagram if you haven't already to uh, you know participate participate in the things that we part. put on there watch blue ruin watch, watch green room yeah. um use your library card sign up for canopy that's where i re- where i rewatch this movie nice oh there's a lot of good stuff on there i bet i'm Fuck pretty yeah. sure that we got to do sure that red is also on canopy canopy fucking goes deep you can watch um a ken burns documentary and then um an italian horror movie well dang yeah. it i did not realize that and then the probably time. you know like maltese falcon did you watch Green Room on Canopy? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh, they we, have a lot. Like, we, this we is, yeah. this is yeah. the production. Uh, like this is uh, an A24. Like you know, put this movie out. Yeah. So there's a lot of A24 stuff on there. Cool. Oh, cool. Um, as well as a lot of like Criterion or like Arrow. Like and that's where you know, Deep Red and things like Suspiria and stuff get on there because oh, okay. they just probably have licensing deals with certain boutique labels and um whatnot that's perfect neat but yeah canopy yeah go get a fucking library card uh sign in you get eight you can watch eight things a month that's, that's a good awesome amount. yeah yeah for nothing um go to anchor.fm to uh black hat horror and leave us a message um if you have any suggestions for movies and stuff and if you don't want to go do that you can email us at blackhathorrorpod at gmail.com. Send us your suggestions. You can do that on uh, Instagram, too, if you want. Just, like, DM us and shit. And the best way to support the show right now is to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And uh, write us a little message on there. Uh, tell us, you know, all the nice things about us or whatever. That'd be tell cool. your weird friend. Yeah, tell your weird friend. Yeah. Thank you. Also, yeah. Uh, there's a band I like quite a bit that has, like, I think one seven inch. A band called Skinhead. 
Oh. And um, their music is kind of tongue-in-cheek, like, not racist skinhead, but, like, yeah. skinhead culture stuff. And there's gotcha. some hilarious lyrics, great riffs. Uh, dude's got an incredible vocal delivery, but I don't know anything about the band because all they have is a release and no social media. They're probably all in other bands that I probably listen to. Oh, man. So, hilarious. yeah, skinhead, uh, fuck fake skins is the name of the EP. <laughs> and it's like, so, you know, watch this movie and then, uh, you know, yell along <clears throat> to skinhead while you, uh, you know, are at a red light. There you That's go. exciting. And don't listen to Screwdrive. We don't need that. Do there not. You go. Don't do that. Don't um, give them money in any fashion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm sure, they I, don't. I'm sure they're still Yeah. Um, also, go, uh, if you're on Instagram, go check out Beloved Bones OKC. Camille and I went there um, last week for um, her birthday. And we... Um, Stuffed some rats? Yeah, we stuffed some rats. Yeah, we did taxidermy. Yeah, there was an awesome taxidermy class. I think you um, get like a, like a really like a large raccoon and then stuff it, but have in the middle of it like a pillow. So um, you have like a raccoon that's like kind of like a mink over your shoulder, except for you just use it as like a pillow. Yeah, that would be cool. I think that's pretty dangerous would, yeah. because of uh, like zoonotic diseases, like diseases that they can give humans. Oh. Um, if you're if you don't have like no. rabies shots and stuff like that i don't know if raccoons i don't know that they're prone to rabies i, in I mean state, i don't want that it's just a thought yeah uh you didn't need it okay yeah well i mean <laughs> no, not that I, I mean i don't want to have there's an actual answer pillow. yeah yeah i mean probably um that'd be cute i don't want one <laughs> so uh i want them alive and eating my trash not oh, dead in my home yeah so yeah they do taxidermy classes uh, I think it's like seems like twice a month. Yeah, it's at least once a month. At least once a month. And okay. then they also have a booth at um an antique mall right yeah. up the street from here. Yes, they do as well, and they sell Located their wares in the village um of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. Yes. The village. Yeah. Uh, and three room vintage. Um, so. Go check them out on Instagram. Uh, you know, stuff give a rat, them a follow and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff your own damn rat. Yeah, stuff your own rat. Buy some fucking sickles from them and yeah, get other you a crazy b- bone or something. Yeah, yeah, they've got a bunch of really fucking cool stuff yeah. there. So yeah, go check that out. We'll see you guys next week when we are talking about deep red. And until then, uh, can you do like your best Jello Biafra? My like, my best what? Jello Biafra, the singer of Dead Kennedys. They play Nazi punks punk off. Fuck oh, off. Oh yeah. I guess when he, in that song he doesn't really sound as as Jello is he does in other songs because yeah. the words are so like low on um like syllables. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I guess Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. Nazi punks. Nazi punks. <laughs> yeah. Nazi punk. Fuck off. Yeah. But there yeah, Jello Biafra does the. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? there you go that's it that's how it i is. kill children okay. <laughs> we'll t- we'll talk to that's you next that's a dead kennedy song i won't kill anything okay doubt it peace out